Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. The R-rated Batman Superman cut is like super controversial. Apparently, <laughs> people are going on and on about this. It's fascinating <laughs> and 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 arguably dumber know. than the Iron Fist debate. Having an R-rated Superman feels weird. <laughs> I just Superman. Batman, I'm down for Batman's it. fine. Superman feels weird and kind of wrong. Um, but it's not R-rated because it's not gonna. But the thing is, then. How far away is Captain America 2 from being R-rated, honestly? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It feels weird to me, but I don't really care. <laughs> it, honestly, it sounds to me like it was... <laughs> it, what it seems to me like, it, they were always going to release an extended cut on Blu-ray, but then they're like, Deadpool did really good, we're going to call it an R-rated cut. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a big deal at all. At care. all. I don't care. I... It's fine, I guess. I don't know. I just hope that not that the R-rated thing doesn't become a thing. I really hope it doesn't. Here's the best part. It's only on the Blu-ray, yeah, and it's yeah. purely optional. That was nope. the other so thing, there's yeah. literally no reason you to You can choose to it. ignore it completely. Yes, yeah. exactly. It doesn't need yeah, to exist if they were, in your if mind. They had said, it ruins like, Superman forever. <laughs> dude, that is the way people on Reddit are acting. I'm not joking. That is people are saying, this is irreversible damage to the character. How dare that? Like, well, I guess it depends on what he does. Does it? <laughs> If he rips the a baby in half, it's, it's probably, probably not, not Superman. Probably it's not. probably just Batman breaking people's limbs and shit. Maybe yeah. Wonder Woman stabbing some people. Yeah. Like, it's not a Superman That's movie, guys. Yeah, it's I, it's yeah. a movie about a bunch of people. Like, if, it's going to yeah. be... Maybe there's Joker shooting somebody. Who knows? Maybe if Superman could, punches a hole through somebody, then we're probably going to be in trouble. But yeah, unless it's a robot, if it's like if it's like this Superman gone rogue, whipping faces. Well, we already know that Zack Snyder's Superman is a murderer, so mass murderer, not on purpose, murderer, (laughs) accident, totally on purpose. He killed Michael Shannon with total purpose. Oh, that's fine. For some reason, Killing I pictured Michael Shan- I pictured Michael Sheen. That's a good call. That. <laughs> Killing Michael Shannon is a good call. I feel like everybody else was probably <laughs> <laughs> watching as everybody else was killed halfway across the world. Welcome to the Midwest Filmmates <laughs> Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Tim. I'm Willie. Today we talked about Batman v Superman <laughs> R-rated. We're going to touch on some other film news. Then we're going to talk about the Oscars and our Oscar predictions. And then finally conclude with a review. Of Alex Proyas' Gods of Egypt. <laughs> Before we get to all that, Lizzie's going to whine. And you can talk to us. <laughs> feedback at MidwestFilmers.com is where you can write to the show. Let us know what you think about the show and the things that we talk about. We're at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, Vine, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all that stuff. Search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. MidwestFilmNerds.com has all previous 167 plus uh, bonus episodes and full show notes. So you can skip through the spoilery and other stuff. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the witch and, um, amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com shop on Amazon. They are part of your money will come to us and store.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. You can buy hoodies and shirts and, uh, 
drink cozies for both of the shows on the network. Can you buy drink, That's what Lizzie drink was coasters. trying to say. The coaster, yeah, Lizzie was trying to help I'm out. holding the, in my hand. We fancy. have Midwest Game Nerds coasters that you can see Gojo model on the Instagram at Midwest Game Nerds. Uh, those will be given away as prizes for answering question of the week on Midwest Game Nerds. So. Ooh. These are nice... They're nice coasters, guys. I will say this. And John they, John wants to add some kind of shellac or sealant to them to make them a little bit more water resistant. See, I think we need to give an option here, though, because if you put the shellac on, it'll lose the bacon smell. This is true. So do you this want bacon-scented coasters or do you want shellac coasters? Yeah. Write in and let us know. Yep. Don't let us know. Let the game nerds know. Yeah. Uh, tweet uh, MGN Podcast on Twitter. Yeah. Let us know. What's the question of the week? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't listen to the episode. Yeah, listen to... No, it wasn't even in the episode this oh, week. Okay. <laughs> I can't even remember. I think the question was something about... Uh, John's in charge of that stuff. Okay. I don't look at it. Something about what would you like to hear in our show that oh, we don't already do. Oh, I thought it was like a trivia question. Okay. No, no. Okay. Sometimes it is, I think. What is my favorite video game of all time? I don't even know the answer to that. Yes, I do. It's Michael Jackson's Moonwalk. <laughs> um, anyway, other news... It's the weirdest person. <laughs> I love it. It's so weird too because Alex is such a snob on the Game Nerds podcast, and then like he's snob- have you played the game? He snobs out hard. Have you played the game? <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. It's amazing. And I've watched Alex play the game for think- like a half hour and forty five minutes, and the joy that was on his face. Yeah, like what <laughs> like would make Alex wow. more elated? See, but you haven't gotten to the final level where you turn into the Michael Jackson robot and I- take off into space after Mister Big, and you, you fight shoot Joe him Pesci down in space. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that part's pretty oh, cool. It's so good. I remember sitting in my living room and just like watching you play it for honest to God, it was a long time. Yeah. And and it got to the point where, and I mean this, no offense to this whatsoever, but I was like, is he going to be doing this all night? <laughs> was it like yeah, King of Kong? Like he's just speed running through it. It was like, insanity. I've, I've I was never like, seen moonwalking like this. Should I submit like my, uh, my Michael Jackson's Moonwalker high score, high score runs to you two twin galaxies? You should. Yeah, yeah, why is your Twitch stream not you playing Moonwalker? <laughs> why is it you playing The Witness? I haven't decided to unleash that on the world yet. So other news. <laughs> we have a, uh Iron Fist for the Netflix Marvel TV show. Uh, he comes in the form of a man with a name. Finn Jones. Finn Jones, uh, known as Prince Loris from uh, Game of Thrones. Um. How do we feel about the casting choice? Willie. <laughs> Just the casting choice. No, I'm fine with it. I don't know. It's it's the right he's the right age range. It's not Dan Stevens, but No, I wanted I, I did want Dan Stevens, but he's gonna be on, on Legion, which yeah, is he's the gonna be a Legion most bizarre bad mouthed a couple weeks ago without me fighting for Legion's <laughs> honor. You go, Who cares about Legion? And I was sitting at my desk at work and I go, I care about Legion, Willie. And then you immediately <laughs> dialed Willie. I called him up and told him <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was upset with me. Um, I do not, but I will, I'll, I'll check it out. Um, <laughs> for you, good. Tim, it might Thanks. be good. No. Yeah. So, uh, it's not dancing moves, but no, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I like him on game of Thrones. It's super, super hard to tell based on, I mean, it, that character is They're so pretty different, so different from yeah. anything that, that Danny Rand is going to be. But the thing is the Marvel casting, uh, say what you will about their, their scripts or their, um, their three 
act movies that follow the same pattern. And you make make as much money as you want of, of, of Marvel, but their casting has been top notch pretty much all the way through. Yeah. Even when the, there's been people that have been maybe arguably underutilized in the final cut of the movie, they were the right person for the role ninety percent of the time. So particularly even with the Netflix stuff, I feel like we've yeah, Mike Coulter is really cool. Um, uh, Kristen Ritter is awesome. Um, uh, Even Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox, who like, I did eh. not think was going to be good, but I, I, I really like him. He, he feels like Matt Murdock when he's, when he's, you know, doing his thing. So, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I, yeah. Any other thoughts on Finn Jones? I hear he's wasted on Game of Thrones. I hear this consistently that his character from in the books is infinitely more interesting and better and more of a badass. And in the show, he's just kind of there in the background going, <laughs> so has anybody watched Marco Polo on Netflix yeah. at all? How's the fight? The, how are the fights and stuff on Marco? Pretty Polo? cool. Okay, I've only got, watched like two episodes. He's he, that's the guy they got to do all the fight choreography and stunts. Oh yeah, for that's Earth legit. Just, then so. I I forgot to mention that. That's another yeah. little piece that came out. Who's the there. showrunner? Uh, that would be Scott Buck. He, of Dexter fame. He worked on Dexter. He was not oh, the showrunner, yeah, but yeah. he worked he on Dexter. He was the showrunner in the later seasons of Dexter. Yeah, oh, later uh-oh. seasons. Uh-oh. Which <laughs> is not a, not a great sign. <laughs> um, so but, who's, who's Peter Weller going to be in Iron Fist then? I don't know. <laughs> Crane mother. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, in the theme with the Oscars, we had some... Uh, <laughs> Internet backlash about the casting of Iron Fist. I don't want to wade too deep into no, these I, waters. No, I, no, I think look, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of I think, and I don't once like you said don't get too deep into it. There's a lot of racial tension going on in the world right now, specifically in this country, and mm-hmm. a lot of that is leaking over into entertainment, just like anywhere else. It makes sense. I mean, yeah. we we all watch movies. We all hopefully enjoy most of them. Playing footsie with Tim yeah. under the table. <laughs> we all so. enjoy playing no footsie here. with Tim under the no. Well, there's there's a different kind of tension here. Um, <laughs> And uh, so it's 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 you know permeated the entertainment industry, and there was a lot of controversy about this Iron Fist casting. So so there there's a group of people uh, that are unhappy with the fact that they did not cast an Asian uh, actor in this role, specifically Asian American. That's the big okay thing because I think the initial argument when somebody well, says, "I think I think the they didn't cast an Asian actor," so then he could not. Uh, he could not even por- be portrayed as Asian American, yes, regardless yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of where he came from. Yeah. But uh, the only thing about that is the character is traditionally a white person. Sure. Um, the story's typically kind of fish out of watery. He's out of his element. He's not. He's welcomed welcomed into a world that, or he walks into a world where he's totally out of his element, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, there's kind of purpose behind that. Yeah, and I just want to get something out real quick because I this this one's been bugging me for a little while, and I, I'm not going to bash anybody for it. Honestly, I can understand why people wanted an Asian actor in the role. I get it. Um, this is a character that was created in the 70s. It was a different time. Um, there was a lot of kung fu exploitation stuff going on. There's a lot of exploitation of all kinds going on. But uh, there's that bit of white savior trope that i think people are concerned with because here's the the young white kid blonde hair blue eyes shows up in a mystical city in asia and becomes better at every asian at what they've been doing for centuries (laughs) i get it it's it's on paper it doesn't sound good but it's he's a character that's also very fallible and is not always the best and is not is constantly learning and constantly growing and 
he doesn't just wipe the floor with everybody. He just happens to be somebody who's chosen to take on a mantle that's been held by countless people before him. And mm-hmm. that's that's such a big part of the character is that he's the last person in the world that should have held the man that should be holding the mantle. Um I can see the argument for well then cast an Asian actor and make the character Asian American because then he's still an outsider. Yeah. And I get that and I don't disagree, but and I don't mean this to sound hopefully it's not inappropriate but but he still will look physically like the people he's around. I don't think I don't think it's enough. Um, I think he needs to really, truly look and act and feel like a fish out of water in all ways. Um, not to mention, <laughs> Marvel, the M- Marvel Cinematic Universe hasn't had a ha- really had any Asian major major Asian character yet. Yeah. So for them to <laughs> for them to have their first major Asian character be the ma- like a kung fu master, that's kind of arguably more racist to me than <laughs> than this is. I'm. There are plenty of. I have no problem with change. What was that sound? <laughs> Which it was the way it's the okay. humidifier. Okay. How is this just now a problem out of all winter? Has this always been going? Yes. Jesus. Well, he took like three weeks off. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. But anyway, so um, the listeners don't know we did that, but we did that. <laughs> Inception. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, the, now you see me. <laughs> The the thing is, it's I understand some of the some of the the sensitivity about it. What I don't understand is people who clearly have no knowledge of the character, mm-hmm. who have never read an Iron Fist comic, and you don't have to to enjoy the show. I'm not saying I'm not an elitist. It's cool. Don't ever read an Iron Fist comic, but don't go on Facebook or Twitter or wherever and start posting articles about how it's whitewashing because it's yeah. not. It's technically not whitewashing. Yeah. And don't start posting articles about how horrific it is that they changed the race to a white person. They didn't do that. <laughs> there, a, a movie that just came out that may have did, done some of that. Oh, really? Yeah. We talk oh, about it Are later. we? Yeah. <laughs> that would be whitewashing. But look, it is what it is. Are we and reviewing Exodus, Gods, and Kings this week? <laughs> no, that's right. I forgot that one did too. <laughs> this one's a little more wacky than all Exodus. <laughs> um, yeah. So, no. it's uh, I don't know. I've said my piece. I, I'm just... Stop. Cut it out. Like, let's, instead of putting your effort into tearing down a company that really has grown leaps and bounds in terms of its diversity in its films. Do you remember Avengers 1? There was one woman on that cast, in the main cast, and there's one black dude who basically does nothing, like shouts a lot, okay? Look at Captain America Civil War. We've got three major African-American supporting actors, okay? We've got two women, no, three women right up front and center, like we're doing okay. We're 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 doing good. Like don't let this be the one thing that I don't know. Yeah. Wrecks your view of it all. So. Yeah, uh, as always the internet makes a mountain out of a molehill. But is what it is. And I you know what, if you want to be disappointed that they didn't like stretch it a bit and try to go new ground and make it an Asian American, that's it's, it's fine that's... if you're upset about it. And and it's that sucks. But <laughs> as Willie said, you can't call it whitewashing. Cause it's, it's, it's not. It's not. You know, it's, it isn't. No, not at all. It's funny because Alex did say that. He said traditionally the character's been white. I'm like the, the character has always been white, <laughs> like forever. Always. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you said that about the great white savior uh, thing people have been bringing up. Because the thing is, too, like Danny's not a savior of anything. No. He comes to Kunlun. He leaves Kunlun. 
and it exists fine without him. Like he's just another in a long line of champions. He's doing okay. He's yeah. expendable. He's and like Jack Burton. And they are yeah, yeah. kind of maybe a little more handy on his own. Take uh, Jack Burton <laughs> knife catching skills maybe not up to par. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. But yeah, no, no. You're absolutely you're 110 percent correct. And the thing is, what's what's cool is that they draw from. And I think they will because it really is – it's become kind of the quintessential like Iron Fist run. If they draw from the Ed Brubaker, um, uh, uh, David Aha, uh, Immortal Iron Fist series, there are going to be a lot of very, very non-stereotypical Asian characters present mm-hmm. that will be just as strong if not in wiping the floor with Iron Fist. So. Yeah, because it's the thing is like they don't need him. He needs them. Like he's – he is saved by by them Absolutely. and by Kun Loon. Like that's what makes him into a hero, not just not the other way around. Read read the first like six issues of Immortal Iron Fist. If you have if you if you have any like strong opinion of this, read the first six issues. And if you still think it's horrific and wrong, fine, that's cool. There's no help. <laughs> this whole conversation reminded me of the Dark Tower. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that happened. Uh, so yeah. Stephen King tweeted out confirming that. Uh, Idris Elba will play Roland in in the Dark Tower, and Matthew McConaughey will be the Man in Black. Yeah. Thoughts, Nick? I got a burp stewing. <laughs> Was it a burp for your response? A little bit. Uh, here's the thing: I 100% wash my hands of this. I don't care anymore. I don't do do whatever you want because here's the thing: this this is okay. So people say, "Oh, Watchmen is unfilmable." Lord of the Rings is unfilmable. No, those are perfectly filmable. This is unfilmable. <laughs> Truly unfilmable. You have said that for a while. This yeah. is not the first time you mentioned this. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, it, as it exists, it can't be done. Right. So, and, and they know that. They're saying, like, yeah, that's, it's not going to work that way. They already said, we're not doing the first book. It's gone. It's dead. Cut off. You're done. <laughs> There's going to be one scene from that book that they'll have in a flashback, and that'll be it. They said they're starting somewhere in the middle of the story, it's gonna. The movie is mostly gonna take place in the modern world, and that's that. So it's either book two or book three, and it's definitely not book four or beyond that because they don't make any sense after book four. But <laughs> that's that's post motorcycle accident, which is weird King. because that's when he was off drugs. Is this all like? Right? Is this information? He had a really bad run there though. Was right? this? Yeah. I mean, Dream this master. this thing has changed hands a few times this is all this is most recent interview with the director whose name is nikolai something and he's um he's a guy who's directed a couple of things it's it's not being directed by ron howard again or that whole plan for miniseries and then movies and it's gone i think it's gonna be they're gonna make one movie it's gonna bomb and then they won't make any more they might they might try to eke out a trilogy just to try to recoup but i think the first movie is gonna be mostly in our world so they can cut down on costs and that kind of thing not have to create these amazing worlds that exist it's not going to be good. But your criticism of it has nothing to do with Idris Elba. It has all. Oh, I think that's a bad the, decision. Actually, you think so? You don't I think, think he's. he's right? I think he's an awesome actor. There's no. I don't think anyone in this room. No, he's great. Yeah. Would would say otherwise, but they can do it. It's fine. They're just they are seriously chopping off an entire character's worth by do by casting Idris Elba. Like there's another. There's a supporting character whose whose race is intrinsic to her relationship with Roland being a white guy. And it's one of the best relationships in the entire series. And it's gone. Like it's, it's not going to exist anymore. Because not it, and that's too bad did. because yeah. you're, you're sacrificing that whole awesome woman character by, by doing that. And they might try to find some other way around it, but it's not gonna be the same. 
And, uh, you know, there's just a lot about the way Roland looks that's the entire character is is defined by how he looks. In all seven of the books, they're constantly people's first reactions to the way he looks. And it's like kind of a shame because we're just getting away with that and going. So they, they've steered the ship in a whole different direction. That's cool, man. Do whatever you want because as it exists, it was never going to work. So you may as well make it different might as well if you want. Do your own. McConaughey, yeah. awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect casting. And their exchange on Twitter is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life on Twitter. Did you see them? No, they I tweeted didn't. at each other. No. Oh man! You know the fam- the famous line from the series, the yeah, opening line the... of the first book: "The man in black fled across the desert, and the gunslinger followed." Yeah. And then, and Stephen King said the first movie is going to open with that line, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Well, Idris Elba tweeted at McConaughey and said, "You have one more follower," and uh, McConaughey tweeted back and said, "Like." can't wait come come and get me or something like that it was really cool i was like oh man these guys are excited that's pretty sweet <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't think it's gonna be good i think it's uh i'm gonna go in with the lowest basement level expectations for it even when the trailer comes out and if it's cool i'm gonna go no it's gonna suck until it comes out and they prove me wrong because it's impossible so if you haven't read the books if anybody has not read the books they're my all-time favorite books they're the coolest thing ever written uh up to book four <laughs> after that, after that, it becomes like fan fiction, yeah. and it just gets it gets so insanely self-referential, it becomes ridiculous. It's like the so, Saw series. It gets it gets insane. You've read them, right? The Have first three. The first three. I've yeah. only read the first one, and I didn't read the rest of them because I had heard after like book four. Like, you didn't want to like oh, bum dude, yourself out. Please read all the way through yeah, book four. No, book I, one I, is like a giant mescaline trip. It's crazy. Yeah, it's weird. It's super weird. Yeah. But books, books two, book two is a masterpiece. It's okay. perfect. Uh, oh man! And book four is generally regarded as the favorite. Yeah, no, I'm on a Stephen King kick. Like, oh so man, they're so good. You're I'm on Doctor Sleep right now, right? I'm on Doctor yeah. Sleep right now, and I mean, that's why I, I guess I kind of have expectations because he's been pretty good lately, Stephen King. Yeah. I think I think he's been better. So hopefully that'll rub off. <laughs> it's also written by Akiva Goldsman, which Oof. oh god, yep, yeah, right, director of no. Writer of a lot of things. I think he directed that, aren't um, great. that Colin Farrell movie that came out that you really wanted me to see. Winter's Tale. Winter's yeah, Tale. you're <laughs> correct. You're correct. I was thinking of Kinka Usher, director of uh, Mystery, uh, Men. Mystery Men. <laughs> <laughs> no. Did Akiva Goldsman write Mystery Men? I don't think so. He wrote Batman and Robin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What a pedigree. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he write a Beautiful Mind too? I think that's the one. The one like great the, movie what, he was involved in. What yeah. a bizarre career. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to think about this movie. I mean, oh, 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 and the other thing is the release date is next January. Holy yeah. shit, are you serious? January, January, like, January like 20th, 2017. That's not That's good. Push back. It's got to no, be. No, I hope they make it. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to fail. I do. I'm, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm that angry fan. I want it to fail. Like, I want it to just crash. At least you're up front. On Akiva Goldsman's IMDb page, he is most known for I Am Legend and then A Beautiful Mind. <laughs> Oh my god, that's the second news story that ties with the gods of Egypt. Mm. Oh, I was thinking I Am Legend was iRobot. iRobot. <laughs> no, no. Can't come around to that yet. Oh, but no, I, I guess... he also wrote iRobots. <laughs> Holy shit, did he really? <laughs> oh, this perfect. movie's looking better all the time. <laughs> this is perfect. Oh, man. I should, I should want it to be good. I mean, I obviously, in my soul, I want it to be good. Um, we just talked about that, Willie. That, ah, never mind, it's not relevant. It's an old story, though. It was kind of funny. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I want it to be good, but I just don't see any way that they're going to make a good movie. I don't even think they have a plan for like if it's going to be three or four or five or I don't think they know. I think they're just like, we're going to make this one and see what happens. Yeah. So. That's not a bad way to do things. Yeah. You know, I should be praising that approach, but this is so 
it's so big it's Vast, so yeah. much that you should have some kind of rubric for how you're gonna maybe they do and they're just not telling anybody i yeah. don't know they don't even you know who's in charge of this thing what studio's <laughs> making it what's who's steering this ship ron howard is somehow still well he's get busy on arrested development season five ron <laughs> give the people what they want <laughs> All right. Uh, any other news? I can give an update on uh, Wayne's Leisure World. The oh, Jesus. Uh, GoFundMe <laughs> page has been taken down, so I don't know what happened. But uh, is this our fault? No, it's our fault. I don't Alt. know. <laughs> when, no. I, when I checked, it I a, want to see what happened. <laughs> when I checked it a couple days later, there was no um, no increase in funding. It was still at like five hundred and thirty dollars okay. from eight different people out of its twenty five hundred dollar goal. So Are you talking about the Wayne's World thing? Yeah. So that didn't happen. See you later. <laughs> All right. I was going to try again. Onto the Oscars. Uh, this past Sunday were the eighty eighth annual Oscars uh, Academy Awards. Uh, Chris Rock hosted. Uh, lots of people won awards. Um, we we did Oscar predictions. Should I start with those, or do we just want to talk about the show first? Let's start with them. All right, get a refresher on what happened. So, (laughs) (laughs) on what I thought was going to win, we had a total of six people uh, take part in this Oscar predictions. That would be Willie, Tim, myself, Gordon, Youp, and Robin, and um, there's a three way tie for first place. That would be uh, with 14 points, Willie, Gordon, and Youp. I mean, great company. Uh, tied in second for 11th or with 11 points is Tim and myself, and then Robin came up uh, with nine points and in uh, third place technically. So congratulations to everybody that uh, we all medaled that we took part. Medaled. Yeah, we definitely did. I honestly, uh, I think everybody's ballot came out better than like my ballot usually does during Oscar predictions. Yeah. So the only other thing I want to talk about, there were four categories that uh, absolutely nobody called. That would be short film animated, which uh, Bear Story won. Yeah. Sweet. Everybody else, we all thought either World of Tomorrow or Sanjay's Super Team or We Can't Live Without Cosmos. I thought that, That's weird. That's funny because I thought that was a sure bet because World of Tomorrow, everybody was talking about. Yeah, that. that was the only one that I had ever heard anything about. I would but. love that if Don Hertzfeld won an Oscar. Yeah. He's so awesome. Uh, another category nobody called was Costume Design, which Mad Max Fury Road took home. Mm. Uh, actor in a supporting role. All of us had Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> So, Rylance came in. Mark Rylance, yeah. Much to the chagrin of Frank Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> At Stallone. <laughs> and uh, nobody called Best Picture either. We were all either The Revenant or, uh, well, everybody was The Revenant except for Willie and myself, or Willie and Gordon. Willie had The Martian and Gordon had Mad Max. So. I thought it was going to be the big short, actually. That was my guess. Yeah. My Oscar ballot consisted of. As they were reading the nominees, I shouted who I thought it was going to be. <laughs> you should have wrote it all down. I did all right, actually. I think I probably got like 65% That's accuracy. Um, oh, and there was one category that only one person called, and it was Willie. And I laughed as soon as the award came up because uh, you picked for short film live action, you picked Stutterer. And I because think, they love the King's speech. Yep. Yeah, that, that was your reasoning. And you were right. So it worked out. I know my academy, okay? <laughs> I just want to say this is a huge, huge, uh, huge time for me. I won 
The fall you, movie draft. Yeah, you did. I've now. I'm gonna say I won. I won. The, you know what? And this Yoop room. has been nipping right at your heels yeah, every right. time. Yeah. Keep coming, you. Hey, we're like Idris Elba <laughs> and Matt McConaughey on Twitter. Something might have happened with the audio there. I apologize, but it sounds like our summer movie wager is just really a contest between Yoop and Willie. Yeah, that's gonna what it's happen. gonna be head to head. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, do we want to go? Do you want, I can run down the the winners real quick? Uh, original screenplay was Spotlight. Adapted screenplay was The Big Short. Visual effects was Ex Machina. Fuck yes. Yeah, I was happy about that. Too. I was surprised. Sound mixing and sound editing went to Mad Max. Short action line film was Stutter. Stutterer. <laughs> uh, short film animated was Bear Story. Production design went to Mad Max. Uh, music original song was Writings on the Wall. Boo! Oh That's all right. Sam Smith had a really bad week. Yes, week. he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, music original score was The Hateful Eight. Uh, makeup and hairstyling was Mad Max Fury Road. Foreign language film was Son of Saul. Film editing went to Mad Max Fury Road. Documentary short, short subject went to A Girl on the River. Documentary feature went to Amy. Directing went to Alejandro Gonzalez in Ritu for The Revenant. Costume design went to Mad Max Fury Road. Cinematography went to The Revenant. Animated feature film went to Inside Out. Actress in a supporting role went to Alicia Vikander. Actor in a supporting role went to Mark Rylance. Actress in a leading role went to Brie Larson for Room. Actor in a leading role went to Leonardo DiCaprio, of course. And finally, best picture went to Spotlight. So, thoughts on the show? Who wants to start? Um, I don't know. It's I. I was texting a little bit with with you guys during, and Nick said something, and and I think I responded with it, it being an abusive relationship. Yeah. Why, why? Why does he still? Nick was like, "Why am I still watching this? Yeah. Garbage? Why do I watch this every year? And yeah. that's that's what it is. It's um. I don't know why I care. I don't care most of the time. And then, like, the night it happens, I'm like, now I'm invested for some strange reason. <laughs> I haven't seen most of these movies. But I always find one or two movies where I'm like, that better fucking win because it deserves it. And then it doesn't win any. It wins a lot of stuff. It's uh, <laughs> the best made movie, apparently. Is the, uh, Tim and I were talking about Mad Max and all the awards it won. It's like, clearly this is the best made movie because all the technical stuff it won. Like, yeah. all of it. But then, nope. Don't give it the director or best picture. Don't even like consider it. I don't. It just, it's That's a- the weird conceit of the Oscars is that, like the 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 one question I always hear is how is a movie the best? How is it the best movie of the year? But yet it doesn't have the best direction. Like or, how does that? Or the best editing? Or oh yeah, yeah. That, that was that was James Gunn's opinion of the week. I disagree with this week. Was him going on <laughs> Twitter about that? About like he was like it's stupid. I hate when. He was like, I, I hate when the best picture and the best director don't like align. He's like, it's stupid. He goes, I mean, come on. Don't these people know anything about our industry or something ridiculous like that? It just doesn't make it doesn't. The whole idea of it all doesn't make sense to me of like. If you have the it's the best movie of the year, how can the direction in another movie be better necessarily, you know? I suppose it could in very... That's the exception of the rule, I think rule, it absolutely though. could. It could. Um, yeah, but I don't but. know, though. Because what I was thinking... Well, I get what they're going for. I'm thinking it out of my head right now. Like, we're <laughs> taking it out okay. of my head. But if, like, say, with Spotlight, the ensemble cast and the script is better, 
then you say, well, that's why it's it's so much stronger than the direction and in those areas. Maybe the Revenant. But then you think about it, if it's the best picture, this, the director of that movie corralled all those yeah. things and made it. So that's where I kind of went, oh, okay, so good job. Like, he did a very good job. It doesn't, it's maybe not the showiest, it's, it's, but. I think it makes more sense when you do the thing that I've always heard, which is it's not best, it's most. Yeah. Did they do the most directing? Did they do the most acting? And Did they do the I, yeah. most editing? The most acting. Yeah, well, seriously. Most actor. Yeah. <laughs> most supporting actor. Most, <laughs> most acting in a leading role. The Nick Leonardo Cage. DiCaprio. <laughs> the Nick like, Cage Award. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's a strange. The Wicker the, Man Award. The whole conceit of all of it is weird, but. It's funny because I got so worked up about some of it, and then I I literally forgot that the Oscars just happened until we started talking about it. So <laughs> that's how it is. So really. that's not so bad. But I want to see Spotlight and The Big Short. I still have not yeah. seen those two. They're and both I want fantastic. to see them both even more now. And I'm not disappointed by Spotlight winning at all. I'm totally okay with that. I would have been ecstatic if Mad Max won. But George Miller should have won Best Director hands down. I think that he was he was robbed. Yeah. You know what, though? Mad Max did win. It won because the most Because years from now, night. no one will be talking about Spotlight. People will still be watching Mad Max on repeat constantly. Hmm. I think people might still be talking about Spotlight. They will not be talking about The Revenant. No. The Revenant is, no. is already in the back of people's minds. Yeah. The only reason it's going to be remembered is because of the Oscars. And that's so, it. In a way, it, w- it won. Like, who's talking about Crash right now? This was the first... Us. This was the first year... Damn it. <laughs> this is the first... <laughs> This is the first year since the beginning of the Oscars where one movie has only won the first and last award in the show. And that was Spotlight. Oh, that's interesting. And then I forget what the one from 30, whatever it was. <laughs> Did they just space out the awards that way so that they could say it was the first time in like, like, so they kind of a statistic I don't know. There. I don't, they totally I don't know if that order was is set or if they <clears> played <throat> with things in between or what. I'm gonna be you know, cynical. They did art direction purpose. turned into production design or something. I don't remember. But I really want to see uh, Bridge of Spies now because I got to know what this Mark Rylance guy is all about. Yeah. He's good. He's good. Yeah, Tim. He was the one that I thought might might take, take it. it. Yeah, because yeah. he's very good. I've heard since then that he recreated the, who the real guy was in like such a phenomenal way yeah. that that's kind of where a lot of the recognition stems from. And I was like, all right, that's kind of cool, I guess. I thought if Sly wasn't going to get it, I thought Tom Hardy would have taken it for The Revenant because that was the one Oscar that it would have been worthy of winning, besides Leo. Because Tom Hardy did more acting than Leo. <laughs> We're going to go with the most acting. <laughs> I mean, Leo like had a lot of snot coming out of his face and like screamed a lot. He had to eat the animal. That's most of... Uh, he's a ve- vegetarian. I... Vegetarian. I'm, Wait, not, I'm, not, what? I'm not shaming him for that. I mean, that's fine. Was that a thing that was like stated about the movie, though? Yeah, yeah he's a vegetarian, but he ate the raw bison liver. Yeah. God, how brave. And then he puked. And then <laughs> I mean, that's puked. cool. That's great. I'm, I'm super happy for Leo. He should have won it. He des- he's deserved one endless time. This is, this is the, the same thing of Scorsese winning for The Departed. Is The Departed Scorsese's best movie? No. Is it even in like his top five? Probably not. But they were like, shit, we've overlooked Marty too many times. Which is that? Uh, so that's go. the thing is that it's that's like what, yeah. that's why the whole thing of the Oscars is stupid because if we're giving it to people for when they didn't get in in the past, then that means you were doing it wrong in the first yes, place. Yes, it is. The Oscars so, is the most flawed system that probably North America uses. <laughs> like, I don't know about that. Even more than a lot of like public school <laughs> thing, it doesn't make any sense because it follows no. 
It follows no rhyme or reason. It's it's the most unreliable thing. Like, have you heard of caucuses? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, let's not even get into that. <laughs> okay, what I said is an exaggeration, Alex, for a, a point that I'm trying to make. Shh. Is that the Bud Light okay. commercial? What? With Seth Rogen? <laughs> <laughs> Someone made a joke on Twitter about that Seth Rogen, um, Amy Schumer commercial, and they go, oh, Judd Light. That is good, actually. <laughs> Yeah, he's right. I, that's, that's, that's why I don't know why I watch the Oscars every year, and I don't know why when I'm let down, I feel let down, because I should anticipate never being satisfied. Yeah, yeah. We'll it's, all be back next year. As I've said, though. I'm pretty certain <laughs> on every episode where we talk about the winner of the Oscars, the Ron Swanson quote of, awards are stupid, but they're less stupid when they go to the right people. Yes. Perfect summation. And I don't. I can't think of another lead actor that I would really say that. This oh, year. Uh, this year that was the other thing. Is I yeah, I wasn't crazy about. I mean, I thought it, I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. But um, how do I talk like this? <laughs> 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 um, but I like Willie started running. I go go name the other actors in this. So he started naming. I'm like, it's fine then. <laughs> like, sure. He just, sure. Yeah, I was never mad about Leo. Yeah, Leo. No. Good. Yeah. No. It's the yeah Denzel training day. Scorsese departed. I mean, Sandra Bullock blindside. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was really old one. <laughs> Speed 2 just crept right by. <laughs> that movie needs to be revisited. I'm just throwing it out there. Speed of two. course, yeah. she deserved it for the net, Nick, not oh. Speed 2. I mean, if we're going to talk about that, like Roger Deakins, when are they going to oh. finally get him one? Come on. Yeah, that was upsetting. Um, I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, Did they look I watched at, American uh, Graffiti. So I, didn't even, so That's cool. I really enjoyed... Uh, Chris Rock as the host, especially, it seemed like, I don't know if they realized they were doing it, but it allowed the, the Oscars to really make fun of themselves for the fact that, you know, like, not only did he, like, kind of take down the Oscars, so, or Oscars, Oscar so white, yeah. is that what it was? Yeah. Not only did he kind of take down that hashtag and all that notion, but he also made fun of the Oscars for, like, being all white, which... Wasn't a great line to tightrope type until it gets to the part where they like show the accountants that tallied all the votes or whatever, and he pulls out three young Asian kids, and it's <laughs> like, we need to include everybody, but hey, I'm gonna make fun of Asians still. Right. It's like w- the whole message behind it all just completely. That felt like a misstep. Yeah, fell on its side. Yeah, I don't know. At that it point. should have been addressed in the first like ten, fifteen minutes, and maybe brought up once or twice more. But the entire show was like a joke about it. I, I and like, I was okay with that. I, like, I was I, too. You know, after a like, while, it's beating a dead horse. Like the whole Black personally. History Month leading you into thinking that they're going to say Will Smith, but it's actually Jack Black. <laughs> like they give you the the credits that like the three credits that have those two linked together i don't know i thought it was clever no some of the stuff was funny but the the man on the street that chris rock did like i think he was in was it the compton yeah he was in compton and he was interviewing people on the street about the oscars and what they think about how there's no uh uh, black nominees and and uh whether they've heard any about any of the movies that are at the oscars and everybody's like what the fuck is spotlight i've never heard of spot like they're and it just it was i thought it was great i thought it was great i enjoyed it yeah, I read. I mean, I thought it was funny too. I, it, it just, I going off of what Willie said is after a while though for me, just like keeping up on it and then seeing that they kept kept making the joke, kept making the joke. It felt like okay, now it didn't. It felt a little bit like safer to me because now it feels like oh, the academy is really in on the joke. Out, yeah. So now it's just 
Now it's just a bunch of older white people laughing. That's true. <laughs> like, like maniacally somewhere, it feels like. Like, <laughs> make all the jokes you want. You still won't get nominated by us. <laughs> just That's cigar fair. chomping. I should yeah. say that I basically like watched it in bits and pieces right. and then stopped watching before any of the crazy awards happened, happened like any of the big ones happened. But I thought the Stacey Dash yeah. thing was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I was so nobody there, did. I know, that was what made it funnier to me. Stacy <laughs> Dash said some things that... Nobody... Were. I mean, that was the most awkward. I was like, man, no one here knows what, how to react to anything right now. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is great. <laughs> I, I kind of I kind of agree with Willie. Like, I I understand. Okay, so if Chris Rock... If we're going to pretend for a second, or if it is the reality that Chris Rock and company want, want to send a message and, and talk about this next year to get through to people... I understand it's all or nothing. You got to go. You got to go. Blunt force trauma and like just make the whole show about that. I get that, but I guess I'm just not really into the Oscars turning into SNL, which is like what it turned into. It was like sketches and that jokes happened with and, like Ellen two or three years ago, right? I don't know. I mean, I I haven't really. I don't remember, but I definitely taking a sell the biggest selfie with the audience and then yeah. ordering all the pizzas for everybody. The that's, girl see, that, that stuff I don't mind funny. so much because it's like it's it feels spontaneous. It's live. It's part of the show rather than like here's this pre-recorded sketch we did where we edited and it had all this like that's you're making a variety show now and that's not what it should they be. It's an awards show. MTV Movie Awards in that in those Oscars. Yeah, I don't really like it. <laughs> a little infusion, but whatever. I feel like they've done that before they probably but have but the girl scout cookies thing was, was funny though have different yeah and yeah. they've done they'll do like a video like billy crystal used to like be in like some of the movie scenes and shit like that but it never felt like the focus of the show was to be like its own bizarre entertainment vehicle it felt like it was about giving the oscars so i think this year the, the oscars felt the actual awards felt like the commercial breaks in between like what crazy sketches are going to be next making fun of white people mm-hmm. and like right it just kind of that's why i kind of started to tune out i was like all right whatever these awards it's not even about that anymore and they're going to the wrong people all the time what <laughs> what good is this right so did conan ever host conan the... was the emmys i think you're thinking of really yeah i think so because i remember he did a he did a really good opening skit where he like went through different TV shows. Yeah, and isn't that yeah, the one where he put? Yeah. Didn't he put like Abe Vigoda in a glass box yeah. in the backstage or something like that? <laughs> yeah, know. Conan was really good. Anyway, poor Abe. Yeah, that had more controversy yeah. <laughs> that he was not included. Yeah, not included. That, that might be fat. The immemorium segment might fascinate. How do they well. miss? The, they oh, miss they somebody. Miss, oh shit! Abe every was year. on there. Yeah, yeah. Abe Vigoda wasn't on there. Like how? The theory is that he missed the cutoff. He died too close to the show. Right. How dare he? To be included in the... How could they not find a picture? Well, and that they'll put him in next year or whatever. But I don't know. Well, I like, got a picture of him in my wallet. Like, I'm not actually joking. I do. Like, know? Yeah, I haven't even got a picture of him. <laughs> like, like, I can I have give the, it to them. I have the fear of the Vigoda at my apartment. Yeah, I have part of it. I think I have a piece of it. <laughs> a piece of Vigoda. I got you. a picture of Greg Kinnear in my pocket, too. Roddy Piper wasn't in it. Yeah, he should have been in it, too. Mm. Star of They Live. Yeah. Uh, no, it just it is weird to me. Just like that's the most fascinating part. Yeah. And then they, it's always my favorite part too is to hear people clap louder for the ones they recognize. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know. It's so weird. There's like line producer yeah. on yeah. faster pussycat kill 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 <laughs> like died, and you're like, great. It, it, what about Rowdy Rowdy Piper? <laughs> even in death, the only thing that matters is the crowd reaction. Right, apparently, yeah. yeah. I like Dave Grohl's performance. I thought it was good. It was really good. Yeah. It's better than Sam Smith's. Sam, Dude. Sam had a rough week because, uh, Nick, did you not, did you hear? I don't what know what's going on with Sam. Uh, well, he went up there and then he, uh, the way he said it, Willie informed me. 
and well, or, or it's on. He said something yeah. along the lines of, "I heard, I heard from Ian McKellen that nobody has ever, uh, no openly gay person has has won an, an Academy Award, which is patently false." Yeah, You've the guy got, from the screenwriter from Milk tweeted screen, at him. Yeah, screenwriter from Milk, uh, Elton John he, he, won an the award. Elton John, what he should have known. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Like, they're both homosexual people, musicians. Well, no, yeah. but even just—they're both in the music category. Yeah. Like you should, I—you should know that kind of thing. Because he misquoted. Ian McKellen said something along the lines of, hey, "There's uh, never been a, a an actor. openly gay leading actor that has taken right, right." A, so he, oh, so he misquoted Ian McKellen. Yes. And oh, then, oops. Then he—they told him afterwards. They're mm. like, "Well, the um, was it the songwriter for Beauty and the Beast? No, I'm blanking at it. But there was someone from Beauty and the Beast that won an award. He's also openly gay. He won two awards and." He, Sam Smith goes, oh, we should have, like, maybe we should date then or something. Yeah. He made a joke. And then in, like, the next line on the story, they're like, he died in 1991 from AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my laughs> God. God. Like, just like, like, Sam, like, I hate your song. Like, I think yeah. it's awful that you shouldn't have won. But just, I want you to go take a break somewhere. Stop talking yeah. for a little bit. So, Well, and then I think today he was on the radio in the UK or something. No. Talking. <laughs> Talking about how he hated every minute of his Oscars performance, and I don't, okay. I don't really know what the he looked very was. uncomfortable. Yeah, I didn't like it much either. So we're in the same boat, Sam. <laughs> how was the like? Everybody was saying Lady Gaga should have taken it, right? That woman. I don't even know what movie she wrote a song. It for. was for a for a for a documentary. Okay. About um, I think sexual abuse or something like that. Okay. Uh, she was. It's actually a pretty pretty well written song. It's very very powerful stuff. But I don't know what she's doing when she's performing on stage, and it kind of freaked me out. I don't know. She was having like full body, like Elaine dances from Seinfeld kind of stuff. <laughs> like, like she gets, she's yeah. I don't. It's know. too much drama, kid, for me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like shove her in a locker. <laughs> Dump her books. <laughs> no, she's got a nice voice. Yeah. I kind of like the fifty. I actually kind of the... like the Fifty Grey, Shades of Grey song. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. I think it's a pretty good song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a better song than yeah. that guy. Said, Carol, the writing's, so writing's on the wall. Yeah. I and I like Sam Smith right. in other instances. That song isn't good. And <laughs> I mean, I remember being in the theater and just going Ooh. on the Slash Film Cast. Like one of the guys was like, "This that him winning this Oscar just makes me hate Spectre even more." <laughs> <laughs> but and then yeah. Wiz wasn't nominated. Yeah, what the hell's that? That's insane. I don't know who wasn't nominated. Was Khalifa for mm. Furious Seven? For Furious Seven, yeah. Which actually, I thought. It was, it's, I think it's pretty but good. But I don't song. really know. I, I, I didn't listen to the Gaga song. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It, the performance sounded nice. She brought out all the victims and stuff. Yeah, oh, which was really, really sweet. Cool. Yeah, 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 it was. But yeah, that's why that's why her kind of antics bothered me a little bit because it was kind of distracting from like the people that were out there, like, I don't know, bearing their souls to a bunch yeah. of celebrities. Uh, that, that's what bummed me out about it. I'm like, God, cut it out, Gaga. <laughs> Just play the fucking song. Yeah, I remember thinking like all the songs were pretty unremarkable this year. Except for the one, one that wasn't nominated. There but. wasn't any yeah. There wasn't any clear like I think was it last year? There were some really good performances too. There was like the song from Selma was really good. Mm. Oh, that was that was yeah, like Common and John Legend, wasn't mm-hmm. it? That was really good. Yeah. I, mean, I remember, I remember, cry. Oh, I remember God, there being good. a few performances that were all really strong that night. There weren't too many uh antics from celebrities. Like those those great 
award show moments. Was it Travolta last where, year? Well, uh, the big ones like that. Yes, the big ones are great. Yeah, Adele when Nazim. isn't it Travolta last year? <laughs> Adele Nazim was wonderful. What I'm actually talking about is the little moments where, like, you know, where before commercial break they pan around the room and you can see everybody, and then you like catch them doing weird shit in the background. No, because everybody had fucking Girl Scout cookies in their hands, and they're just like stuffing their faces with cookies. excitedly opening the girls. Like yeah. that picture of Leo opening his trefoils is fantastic. It's so awesome. It's great. Um, but. And then somebody took a video. There's at the end of the show when Chris Rock is signing off. Somebody's got a box of of cookies up on stage, and Morgan like, Freeman walks steals, up and plucks one out, steals one, sticks it, and then he just immediately exits the stage before the show's even over. And it's done. it's perfect. I saw at the very end too. Michael Keaton walked over and just took some from Chris Rock, and then just kind of stepped up in the that. shadows. <laughs> That's cool. Michael Keaton was uh, the star of two back-to-back Best Picture winners. That was mm-hmm. kind of exciting. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. he, had a, he dropped an F-bomb, too. It was cool to he see did. him on the stage. Blatantly at the camera. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It was sweet. And he also produced Spotlight, I think. Did he? Okay. Yeah, so he yeah I really a statue, huh? Mm-hmm. Good for him. Keaton's doing good. I'm happy for yeah. Keaton. Yeah. Ever since Need for Speed, things have been moving on up. Let's get him in Iron Fist. That'd be awesome. Sure, why not? Just don't cast him as an Asian character. We don't need more of that. <laughs> Orson Randall. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be sweet. All right. <laughs> Yeah, Need for Speed, man. He's so awesome in Need for Speed. Awesome. God, is he good in that movie? <laughs> we're 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 going super long. Any other final thoughts on the Oscars? No, I'm done. Great show. Ten all out right. of ten. Keep it up. All right. We'll now see. next year they're going to overcompensate by nominating all black actors. <laughs> yeah. Watch, it's going to happen. It's going to be great. We'll say goodbye to Nick at this point because he did not see the movie. I did not see the movie. So we'll are you going to listen? Oh, I'm gonna listen for sure. I, I I thought about sticking around just to experience it live. You but might I, as well. I, lo- I like anything. I like the idea of just sitting in my car and hearing it and just being able to laugh at it. <laughs> right. I'll stay for your general thoughts and then I'll get out of here for spoilers. How about All right. that? All right. So we're gonna, we're here to talk about uh, Alex Proyas's Gods of Egypt. Uh, this movie stars um, Nikolai Coster Waldo, yeah. Jeffrey Rush, <laughs> oh, Jerry sh- Butler, Jerry oh, Butler. Oh my god. Um, Some scarabs. Uh, John Wick Bozeman. Oh, <laughs> Chadwick Bozeman is the actual name. Oh, uh, Brenton Thwaites and many other people. Anybody that I missed? Really, you said all the people that mattered. Ooh, Thwaites, who's that? Young guy. I feel like we're missing somebody. Bruce Spence is in there somewhere. I know yeah. Nick would be excited about that. Yeah. but the the gyro man from. The I don't Road know where Warrior. he was. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, his name is Head Judge, so I don't. Yeah, I have no idea where he was. <laughs> Head Judge, but uh, yeah, the IMDb synopsis says: Mortal hero Beck teams with the god Horus in an alliance against Set, the merciless god of darkness, who has usurped Egypt's throne, plunging the once peaceful and prosperous empire into chaos and conflict. Mm-hmm. It's based on a true story. Yes. Yep. Good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so Gods of Egypt. Alex Proyas uh, directed The Crow previously. Nick, how do you feel about The Crow? <laughs> Alex Proyas has made one good movie. The Crow? Dark City. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dark City. I liked I liked uh, iRobot. Me too. I've never seen it. Did so anybody watch cool. K.N. Wing? I mean, Knowing? Knowing? I, I actually like Knowing. Yeah. <laughs> Tells me everything I need to know. The Nicolas Cage movie with the rocks, right? Yeah, yep. yep. He can see the people. It's, um, it's a movie that I watch and I, I kind of like that. And then I go, like, I don't ever want to watch that again. Because I watch it again and be like, this is terrible. <laughs> you don't want to ruin I think it. I, read, I think I read something that like the end of Knowing is super mean. Yes. And, and yep. that makes me kind of want to watch it. I think it's... I think Alex 
Alex Price is probably a guy who has some good ideas. who's a little misunderstood and something gets lost in the process. I will. Yeah. Willie and I were talking like, I think he's, I think he's directing pulp movies in an age where I'm not necessarily, necessarily sure that people really want that pulpy of movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's directing kind of just goofy space (laughs) adventures. And he's given weirdly big budgets to do. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think he's going to anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I read an article today that was a lot about how this was just a, Lionsgate is trying to throw everything at the wall in terms of getting any kind of franchises to stick because they've lost the Hunger Games and Divergent series isn't going as great as they wish it would mm-hmm. and it'll be over in two years. Yeah. So that's and, why I made that joke about the Dark Tower being a Lionsgate property. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the yeah, group yeah. text because I was like, although so we can expect nine films. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to do it, though. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Anyway, Scoop-a-doo. <laughs> Gods of Egypt. Uh, Tim, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like I felt shame. You're like, part of the eleven percent. I am part. I am, yes, I am the eleven percent. <laughs> um, Those entitled Gods of Egypt fans. It, there's like movies from the '80s. The first movie that popped in my head was Crawl, um, a movie from the '80s. And Kroll is very slow at points, but Kroll is the movie, like a movie that like everybody watches, like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. But then like some kid, some like twelve year old kid will watch Kroll and go, "That was the best." <laughs> some <laughs> dork will watch Kroll and just go. Damn. I had that exact same feeling. Yeah. In this movie. <laughs> I was like, if I was probably. Seven years old, I would watch this movie and be like, oh, I want all these action figures, <laughs> and this is so good. And then, like, years later, I'd be like, why did I even like that movie? Like, like The Rocketeer. You have a weird fun. I love The Rocketeer it, still. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I interrupted. I remember one time that, like, I went and I can't remember. It was a religious place. They had, like, a religious comic book. Okay. Out of, like... It seemed like all these religious characters had superpowers and stuff, and this felt like that. Like this was like a, like a true like the gods of Egypt. They're now superheroes mm-hmm. or Power Rangers, and like <laughs> <laughs> it's it was just goofy and silly enough that it hit all the right spots for me. Um, and his movies, when they hit for me, they do that way. I like Dark City. Um, the only issue I had with Dark City is I can't see. Like I can't actually like make out the last 20 minutes of it my eyes apparently are too bad and it's too dark um so that but i i kind of like most of his movies but i I don't ever feel any need to defend him i just think he's a guy that's i think his movies are out of touch a lot of the time with what modern audiences are looking for but um i had a lot of fun so all right. Eh. For some reason, this movie brought to mind. This is the only time I've ever thought about this other movie. It was in Gods of Egypt, Warriors of Virtue. Um, oh, we talk about that all the time. That is yeah. a really, really good comparison to this movie. Okay, uh, which one is Warriors of Virtue? It's the, the kangaroo, the Alex McFadden, Elemental the People. Man, I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, you I need, need to. to. Get on this. Yeah, you I've, really I've never see seen it. it either, which is the weird thing. But I kind of like. Oh, <laughs> for some reason like that this. that brain. That dendrite was was there, like that connection was made. Me and Willie used to make a lot of Warriors of Virtue references because it's, <laughs> it's it's baller as hell. <laughs> we should watch it in Ooh, review. We should. Angus retro, McFadden, retro. Doug Angus Jones. McFadden. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. As Komodo. Michael J. Did you see it in the theater? Nah, I didn't. Oh man, it's not good in the theater. 
No. Whatever, from what I remember. You can't the make dude out from Twin idea. Peaks is in it. Michael J. Anderson. Uh, yes, he is. Yeah. Yes. It's, anyway, I'm sorry. Willie, what did you think of Gods of Egypt? I had a lot of fun with Gods of Egypt. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not good in like a traditional like sense of how movies are made. <laughs> At all. No language of cinema. <laughs> but it's kind of like... It's kind of like one of those movies that, and I think you guys nailed it with like this, the kind of movie I'd like like as a kid. You know what I mean? I, although I liked it now too. So, um, <laughs> But this is the kind of movie where like, like, let's say Michael Bay had a brother that was completely like no talent, like had never touched a camera. <laughs> but okay. he really looked up to his big brother, Michael, and he's like, Michael, I'm going to make a movie. Give me some money. I'm going to do this. I want to be just like you when I grow up. And Michael Bay's like, yeah, man, I got a shit ton of money. Like, here you go. Have some. He's like, this is what I made, Michael. Behold. And this is the movie that he made. <laughs> this, is, this is Michael Bay's little brother who, like, has never touched a camera. <laughs> but it's awesome. Uh, they, they have cool mech suits, and they're flying around. There's a sun god played by Jeffrey Rush. He's really cool. He's got a sick ponytail. Yeah. Was um, I okay? Did I just miss it, or was that ponytail only revealed in like the last <laughs> act of the movie? Well, he floats a lot in the last part of the movie, so yeah. it's kind of yeah. Okay. Mo- they mostly shoot him right, like directly in the front Straight for the up. first half. Because he's got no yeah. no hair, but a white ponytail yeah. in the back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, I could, for some reason I didn't like notice his ponytail until the shot directly behind him in the end, where it's a pony. And I was like, I thought. It was a third act reveal. Ponytail <laughs> reveal. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Is he riding? Um, he's Jeffrey Rush is insane in this movie. He's he's a not uh, he's a, gives a knockout performance in this one. Um, How many Langellas does he get? Oh, boy. he's not a villain, but I think he this earns movie, Langellas. With this movie, this. I think, has two or three Langellas in it. It it does. <laughs> like um, <laughs> Jeffrey Rush would be King Langella in this one for sure. Okay, um, I think because Je- Jeffrey Rush is the one who's probably the most esteemed of the bunch. Yeah, um, he's made some schlo- some schlocky stuff before uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, like two and three. Also, on how to hill remake. Also, how to hill remake wasn't so hot, but he also made Mr. Shine. Mister Man. Mr. Man so, was he, he also made Shine. Oh so, yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. he's got some cred, but <laughs> but the thing about it is, and the thing that that caps the Lang- Langella for Jeffrey Rush is that he gives it his all in this movie. Yeah. He knows it's not good the whole time. He's aware that this is not a good film, but he's like, oh, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it." <laughs> you know, what? I'm just gonna say, right I'm gonna now. shoot the space dragon. With my yeah, staff of he's, light, he's he's. Uh, there, we have a glowing red Jeffrey Rush shooting bolts of the sun. <laughs> Jeffrey Rush is on fire, firing a s- at a worm at, at a gigantic at a giant space mouth. Yeah, <laughs> it's got so many teeth. <laughs> and he lives on a little floating platform yeah. that he just hangs out on until the space mouth comes and he goes boom and he goes okay. I'm... He has to do it. What is it like every night, right? Yeah, he has to yeah. fight the space mouth all the time. And, and then oh Gerard Butler God. is Langella number two, perhaps. What did I miss? <laughs> I almost might. I almost. But you're right. You made a good point about the esteem of because Butler's not esteemed. But Butler is a maniac. Holy shit! It's ninety percent growling from him. <laughs> you can't make out most of what he says. He doesn't even try to like change his accent even remotely, which is so funny to me. I love it so much. It's so fucking lazy. But he's but he's eating everything like that's available he's to him. It like he's the the mouth that Jeffrey Rush is shooting off. It, seriously, I thought that would be a reveal at the end. Was like was that? We just say spoiler. This is spoiler. We're gonna no, who cares? I thought that would be a reveal. This isn't going to ruin the movie for you. Nick looks 
10 times more excited to be here than anybody walked in. Where was this enthusiasm in the group text? You guys literally said nothing. You're like, I'm going you know, to see it. And I then didn't it, like this movie. And then yeah, it was... I, did I didn't like it. You okay, started, but you two. Well, we you were like, I'm going to go see it. And there was like radio silence. And I was like, wow, it must be really bad. I, I expected really to be like, oh my God, Nick, let's go again tomorrow. I, I didn't want to oversell it. That was the thing. Because I, I just didn't want to oversell it. That we was also don't like to... like. And There's I no one I, even selling it. I so you're good. I though, but... Like when we see it at different times, when we see movies at different times, I don't like to color anybody's opinion. Yeah, going into exactly. It yeah. Too, so Nick, I'll go see it again with you. I'm not. I'm actually. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think I need to. I'm actually. I'm actually not joking. Um, you guys want to like have a few beers and then Uber up. To I have. The I have one free ticket to Imagine that expires on Saturday. So you- <laughs> I will. I will do some drinking and I will go see it with you. So okay. So Gerard Butler is insane. Um, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, he was the third. Like holy shit. <laughs> What is he doing? <laughs> yeah. the, I compared this. I told uh, he. If anybody's ever seen the Triumph, the insult comic dog sketch where he goes to Star Wars and the guy, um, the African American wizard, comes up and he starts going out with ye, filthy, <laughs> filthy animal. He's like a wizard and he's eating a fillet of fish the, <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> I swear to God, Chad McMoe's been watch that sketch before, and he based his entire performance. <laughs> Sure. In the background, when there's like a thousand Chadwick Bosemans, that one of them is eating a fillet of fish in the background. <laughs> there's a thousand Chadwick Bosemans. There's so many Bosemans, dude. Yeah. It's a pyramid full yeah, of Bosemans. He's, he's like the god of knowledge or something. Tough. He's tough. Yeah, tough. yeah. God. He's 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 the scribe god. Yeah. yeah. And oh then, man. Yeah. They go to capture him because they have to get. It's like a kind of like a video game where they have to. Overcome. It's an RPG. Yeah. yeah. They have to yeah. collect <laughs> party members that help them along the quest. Different. All right, we're going. I want to go. I want to see this. Um, it sounds like the only part that was good about Clash of the Titans uh, remake was when he was like gathering his party of like people that was kind for of the fun. adventure. Yeah, and yeah. he got like the one big cool sand. The like, gin, gin. Yeah, yeah, he was sweet. That's yeah. That part that was, cool. was when I got out of it. Yeah, when I got out of it, I, I went. That wasn't the best thing, but like that was kind of what I wanted the Clash of the Titans movies to be. And even God bless it, Jupiter Ascending. Like because Jupiter Ascending <laughs> was such a bore for me the whole time, yeah. and only Eddie Redmayne was. <laughs> bringing it and yeah there's uh, only one line gala going on yeah there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one has three <laughs> well if you count jazwick Bozeman, it has like three thousand well i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's true that's true um this review has just fallen apart uh, you know what i think this is what people expect from these episodes alex anyway. go ahead and i want to hear what this you... movie was really boring to me there were moments where i was like the jeffrey rush was probably the only thing that i was like oh my god i'm enjoying <laughs> The fact that we get this from Jeffrey Rush right now, but other than that, I oh, I that's, don't know. That's too bad. It, it just I I I guess I wasn't in the mood for it or yeah. something. And and I oh, well, I mean, it's not the best movie, so you're you're <laughs> we're not mad at you. <laughs> no, and I and I know, but but I feel as though I probably could have had more fun with it, and it probably would have been better if we all went together. Yeah, I feel probably. like if we yeah. all went together, it would have been one of those movies where we we're like, man, that was great. I and think, then we, you know, I it, I think Gojo might have had a lot of fun with this. Oh, yeah. Gojo yeah. would love this movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's one of those movies where Gojo would have been cackling. In the theater. <laughs> In fact, but, if we go see it, Nick, we should probably take yeah, Gojo. I'll, yeah, I'll, sure. I'll get him involved. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Just mention All the right. giant space mouth and Jeffrey Rush as a sun god shooting the Spear <laughs> of Destiny at it, and he'll go. All right. I'll see All you guys right. later. See you later, Nick. See you, Nick. Um, but, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. The, it, the visual effects just felt completely unbaked. Oh, they're unbaked. Awful. The, the <laughs> Anubis looked cool. I thought Anubis looked cool. Okay, yeah. Hold on. He looked cool. Sorry, I, mean, I didn't want me to... An- yeah, Anubis was the only, like, like 
interesting looking character of right. them all to me. But there are three cool things in the movie that I actually think are well done. Like well done. Like I was like, damn, here we go. Anubis is fucking awesome. He does nothing in the movie, and that's probably why he's so awesome, is because he doesn't embarrass himself with a fight scene. <laughs> like he just he just talks like this. Hello, welcome to the underworld, everyone. Yeah. And he kind of points at things. I like him a lot. Um and then the snake fight was kind of actually actually kind of fun. I, I had like a good time too. with that. Yeah. I thought the 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 set piece for that was neat with the divots inside the yeah, yeah. that was cool. And then um the lead actress, not the lead goddess who's playing Electra on the Daredevil show, but the lead um, human um, actress was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So I'd like to see... <laughs> she was showing off a lot of cleavage. All, there was a lot of cleavage. Yeah, there, there was. <laughs> there, there was indeed <laughs> was a lot of cleavage. Like, cleavage. There was a lot of shirtless not. males, too. A lot Court, of, Courtney Eaton is her, is her name. There's stuff for everybody. And she was, <laughs> in, she was in, she was in uh, Mad Max, actually. She was one of the... Uh, was she? One of the breeders in Mad Max. Oh, the, one of the, no, the girl on the snake was. Yeah, yeah. Or, the, the blonde chick on the snake was. Yeah. N- no. Yeah, she was. I don't because this woman is being billed above that woman. Really? Well, let me see a so picture they, of the woman. Both. The good Zaya, right? Yeah. Yeah, that she's from Mad Max. Oh, they both were. Really? Bruce Spence. Bruce Spence is a line like this wasn't. It was filmed in Australia, so ah. there's a bunch of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense now. Yeah. All right. But no, no. I think I think you. I don't know who that. The chick on the snake is also in Mad Max, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought I so. Don't too. Even know, I don't know. I don't know. Who it, was. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But well, yeah. Um, so those three things I liked. So yeah, and that's that's fair. I you know it's not. This is one of those movies where if it came on cable and you were really bored, give it a watch. Yeah. But other than that, I wouldn't say rush out and see it unless, like Nick said, you're gonna just like get super drunk, go to the theater, and. Be ridiculous. I think the people, if you're listening to this review, I think you probably, and you've seen everything from this movie, I think you could probably tell if this is something you would want to like go out and see. Yeah. yeah like, I think you would know if it's your You can You can speed. call this movie from a mile away. Yes. It's, <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah. So, fine, folks. Do not go see it if you're looking for something that like to take it's seriously. Not, it's not high art. No. No, this is not something that we're, like, even, like, I liked it. I'm not saying, like, you guys. I'm not endorsing like, this. No. <laughs> I'm just saying that you might have a good time if you are the right kind of person. Do we have any real reasons to go into spoiler? No, I'm good. No. I feel great about it. Yeah. What were your favorite parts? Um I liked um I liked when Gerard Butler got stabbed and then he started bleeding gold blood. That was pretty (laughs) cool. Yeah. The probably the the snake fight was my favorite part. I think I liked um, yeah. most definitely Jeffrey Rush shooting sun, sure. sunbeams at the. I liked what um, oh my god, Nicholas Coster Walder. Who did he play again? Uh, uh, he's Horace. 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 I like when um their entire quest to get his eye Doesn't turned out to be nothing. All he had to do was believe in himself. Yeah, <laughs> that's all he's really gonna do. Yeah, it felt like all of those like fallen warrior cliche kind of things wrapped in one one particular movie oh yeah and the the beauty of this movie is it sets up a problem or a goal or a MacGuffin, whatever mm-hmm. and then when it comes time to um make a choice between the MacGuffin or something else that's like another person that's in peril or whatever it, they always they just they just say well, oh we don't need the MacGuffin anymore yeah yeah, not necessary. Yeah. Like, like the eyes. I don't need it. I don't need it. No, I think even. Oh, but then the eye even ends up still being caught by the person. Yeah, there's, the there's ground. no. It's, it just cheats its way out of any like yeah. any situations that writes itself into, which are not that hard to get out of. Yeah. I don't think. 
<laughs> Even when they get um, Toth, like, <laughs> like they bring him forth to answer the questions, he gets them wrong. Kind of fucks it up. <laughs> he gets them wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and he dies. So, like... Uh, but then he's back at the end. Yeah. Oh, he, he does come back he, at the end. Oh, yeah. Well, there's like a brilliant other in. of them. So. Well, no, you just put the brain back in. Because, like, like, the god's organs are, like, yeah. just, like, virtual organs, basically. Because he just goes, pluck! And he goes, yeah. I got your brain now. And he puts it in and he builds, like, a super mech body. But, like, then he can just pluck it right back in. He's cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Haven't you read any of Egyptian <laughs> mythology? No. One of the, the best moments, though, for me was walking in the theater... And Nikki goes, oh, well, that was fun. And I said, I said, yeah, but they strayed from the source material. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget those people walking out of, out of, uh, you know, I know that people have different religious beliefs. I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but walking out of Noah and going, man, they really strayed from the source material on that one. I'm just like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but let's be honest. It's a little crazy in, to begin with. Like, it just cracked me up. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Good any, stuff. Any other thoughts? No, I don't think so. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, Rufus Sewell. Yeah. He's so sniveling. Rufus Sewell. Yeah. yeah. I wish he had played a god. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. He could do that. He could yeah. totally pull that off. He's in all these movies, though. Yeah. He's in all these kind of shitty, like, period piece movies, isn't he? Like, all of them? Mm, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. He's made a living off of this shit. Yeah. The RPG thing is really, really good. Yeah, really. it is. It, it totally is. Like You're it, absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gather your party members Better, for the yeah. final fight. Yeah, yeah. And in the end, like the the, the script really doesn't make a lot of. Sense. Well, that's the thing about <laughs> RPGs too is is you gather all these party members, and then by the end, the only two people <laughs> worth a damn are the ones that you started out with anyway, because they're the ones yeah. that you built up. So right. yeah, there you go. Yep. All Congratulations, right. Alex Prius. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be so mad, man. Just just. Keep doing what you do. You made your movie. You made do your it, movie. man. Don't if, be it. It's, if it's not for critics, it's not for critics. Oh, man. I had fun. Yeah. Like, I hope he hears this. We had fun. Sorry, you're probably going to be in director jail, but maybe not, because look it, at what you did before this. Be. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't know who you're talking to, but keep talking to them. I'd right. actually be happier with him making a lower budget something, though. Yeah. Dude, let's go smaller. Like, I, I legitimately like The Crow. Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm, I'm not shy about like I, I think it's a good movie. I like iRobot, yeah. I, I like, like iRobot. That's a, that's a smaller movie see, than this. See, I think this. that's the thing, is that I don't think he's, like, grown out of the 90s. I don't... I just don't think that Alex Proyas' filmmaking has grown since he made The Crow. You're, and you're probably right. You are. But maybe there's something special about that. It's He's like a, a cinematic time capsule. Yeah. You know? I'm, yeah, I can't say that it won't like serve its purpose or that it won't like have its place. He'll have the last laugh because what's going to happen is um, like 10 years from now, there'll be a bunch of 90s nostalgia. Like it's going to happen. Like, I think they're already. It's, we're starting already, but it's really like. Are the, they finally like, going to make that Crow remake? Well, <laughs> that he you, said is that he said is is completely. Yeah. What did he? What was his unnecessary exact yeah. or something, something along those it lines? Kind of is unnecessary, but they remade <laughs> it three other times. <laughs> um, but uh, it's going to come back, and he's going to be the perfect guy to make it happen. Like he's going to make. Oh my god, Alex Price can make a Thundercats movie. Yeah, he make a good. See, that's the kind of thing that it would work with, you know? Holy shit. Like, Can we that, make this happen? Why is he not doing Masters of the Universe? Even if he... You know what? Even if Alex Preuss was the guy that made the Pirates of Dark Water movie yeah. that we were talking Fuck about. Fuck yeah, That's dude. the kind of... Like, that's what it needs to be. It needs to be... Like, this is just pure popcorn fun. 
And right. I think that's what would really work with those. No, I'm, I think we're on to something mm-hmm. here. I think if you get him a good script, he could probably. Yeah. 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 He's, he's yeah. Got visually, you know what? Still. It's probably yeah. a little bit of garbage in, garbage out. He's probably yeah. not given that great of stuff to work with, but on top of that, he's not expounding upon it in no. a very useful way. <laughs> Ooh, he could do the Cowboys and Moo Mesa movie. <laughs> <laughs> or Street Sharks the movie starring Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh, my God. There you go. Don't get Tim too excited. <laughs> Let us know what 90s property you want uh, Alex Proyas to direct. <laughs> Feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you can do that. We're also at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're on all that other stuff. Search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. You'll find us. MidwestFilmNerds.com has all previous 167 plus bonus episodes with full show notes. So you can skip over the spoilerian things you don't want to hear. Um, Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com You can shop there and part of the money that you spend will come to us so we can make our show and network even better. And Store.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com is where you can find all of your Midwest film nerds and Midwest game nerds apparel and uh, drink cozies. So please go there. There's new Midwest game nerds out this week. We talked about um, uh, XCOM 2 and Fire Emblem uh, Fates and uh, Far Cry Primal. So go check that out. That was a pretty good episode. And, uh, yeah, next week, not entirely certain what we're going to re- review. There's a few different things out that some of us are interested in. So we will uh, let you know next we week. We might have multiple movies to review. Yeah, it could, it could happen. It could happen. So we will see. But, uh, yeah, Kyle XY, go watch a movie. 